We are learning the word of God from Job 27, verse 5 to 6. Job 27, verse 5 to 6. Seven verse five to six. Um, let's see what happened here. Job said, "God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast, and I will not let it go." My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. Amen. And so, today the topic of our study is the power of integrity. Somebody say the power of integrity. Power of integrity. Okay. So, in other words, integrity has power. Integrity has strength. Amen. Integrity has power. They have strength. When you have integrity, you have power. But we need to understand what is the meaning of the word integrity. And you find out that this is what most of the leaders, most of the believers lack. When we look in the case of Job, the scripture helps us to understand that Job was a faithful man. He was what? A faithful man. He loved God. He obeys God's commandment. And so, through the tough time, the most difficult time, the challenge time, Job was asked to denounce God. But Job said, God forbid that I should justify you. In other words, that I should listen to man. Or that I should please you. God forbid that I should please you. Or that I should uh, 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 listen to you. God forbid. He said, till I die, I will never, I will not remove my integrity from me. I will never coincide that you are right. Until I die, I will defend my innocence. I will defend my integrity. So, what is the meaning of this word integrity? Let's listen. This is a forum of studying, uh, discussion. When we look back to the classic Greek word for integrity, the meaning we are pure unmixed, uncontaminated. So in other words, integrity means pure, unmixed, uncontaminated, soundness, simplicity, and innocence. Let's read Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Matthew. Matthew chapter 
10 in verse 16. 16. Yeah. Behold, uh -huh. I send you forth as sheep in the midst of ah. wolves. Behold, I sent you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Uh -huh. Be therefore uh, wise as serpents. Be wise as serpents. And harmless as doves. So in other words, to be to have integrity. To have integrity. So uh, this scripture is trying to tell you and I that we are in the world where uh, uh, wickedness is rampant. We are in the world where there is darkness. Where things are not straight. Things are crooked. But Christ is warning you and I as, as children of God. No matter the situation. No matter what we are going through. We must maintain our integrity. We must maintain our integrity. As Job did. Integrity also means wholeness or completeness. The Hebrew term is tom, meaning uprightness, completeness, or innocence. So integrity is a state of being complete or undivided. Integrity is what? The state of being complete or undivided. The state of being complete or undivided. And most of us today, we have divided mind, divided attention. We want to serve God and at the same time we want to serve the flesh. So if you're like that, you don't have integrity. Let's read uh, first uh, Job chapter 2 verse 3. And I said, integrity as a state of being complete or undivided. Job chapter 2, verse 3. Job 2, 3. I'd like someone to read from King James Version. Job chapter 2. Yeah. yeah. Chapter, two, yeah. chapter 2, verse 3. Yeah. And the Lord said unto Satan. Uh, That's it. Job chapter 2, verse 3. Yeah. It says, And the Lord said unto Satan, yeah. Hast thou considered my servant Job? Have thou considered my servant Job? So, in other words, um, God was proud of Job. God was what? Proud of Job. God was proud. God was boastful of Job. As thou consider my servant Job, there is none like him in the arts. There is none like him in the arts. There is none like him in Liberia. There is none like him in the society. So in other words, God wants you to be a special person in your society. God is always looking for those who are special, who are living a distinct life, who are separated from others, 
Even when the society decides to live this way, but they are willing to live the way that pleases God. Even when the family decides to do their own thing, they are willing to do the thing that pleases God. There is no one like him on the earth. A perfect and upright man. So integrity is perfect life. An upright life. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. Integrity is to, is to forsake evil and accept the will of God. And still hold fast. And still hold fast his integrity. Though thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. So you see, no matter what happened, no matter the situation, Job never, he never take off, he never took off his eyes from God. He never took off his eyes from God. James chapter 1 verse 8. Please, this is, a, this is a forum of discussion. Mark points and uh, feel free to ask questions. And then uh, James 1, 8. Yeah. Unstable. A devil, a devil, a, a, a double-minded man is what? Unstable. Unstable in what? All his ways. Uh -huh. Unstable in all his way. Yeah. What is your version read? James 1, 8. So, double-minded man. A double-minded man is what? Unstable in all his ways. So, I have a question for you. What is double-minded? Two way of thinking. I write that. Two way of thinking. He want to think right. He want to think evil. You understand? He want to depend on God. He want to depend on His will. He want to follow God, and then he want to follow the world. Can I, can I hear from you? Let's see. I say, read it. A double-minded man is unstable uh -huh. in all his ways. Uh -huh. And what? That's, That's what. It's unstable in all his ways. So the moment you have divided attention, you become unstable. You become scattered. You lack integrity. You lack... You, you lack you become unfaithful in all what you're doing. So, you find out that there is nothing you will keep yourself to. There is nothing you will commit yourself to. Because you want to do this, you want to do that. Hello. So, you want to do this, you want to do that. That's not integrity. That's not integrity. Integrity is a firm unwaving commitment to the word of God. Integrity 
It's a firm and unwavering commitment to the word of God. No matter the situation, you are willing, you are there to please God. Nothing moves you. Nothing changes you. Like Job. If you're at a point of death, say, God forbid that we let go of my integrity. How many of us are willing to do that? Integrity is operating in, in God's will. Integrity is what? Operating in God's will. Integrity is operating in God's will. God has a standard that he wants you and I to walk in. He has a standard that he wants you and I to follow. He has a life that he wants us to live. So the moment you go out of the will of God, there's no integrity. One that have integrity, strive to obey God. Strive to live for God. Amen. Let's read what Proverbs 20, verse 7 says. Proverbs 27. 20, verse 7. The just man worketh in what? In his integrity. Uh -huh. His children are blessed after him. His children are blessed what? After they. Or in all, in everything that he's doing. Why? Because he works in integrity. So in other words, integrity is the light of God. Integrity is the righteousness of God. Integrity is the will of God. The scripture helps us understand that the, the word is a lamp unto my spot. So, when we talk of integrity, it's the light of God that leads us. It's the light of God that leads us. It says, the upright man. Read it again. The, the just man. The just man. The word just is the same as justified. His children are blessed after him. The just man. Man that is justified. Works in his integrity. Works. In other words, works in his integrity. Continues in righteousness. As Jesus Christ said, Walk in the light as I am in the light. So integrity is the light. Integrity is the will of God. It's the will of God. And so the scripture says the, the benefits, it's a one of the benefits. His children are blessed after him. Integrity opens doors. Integrity uplifts us. Integrity elevates us. Hey, hello. Integrity is also a blameless or self-controlled life. Integrity is to live a blameless or self-controlled life. 
Let's uh, uh, Prince, you can read First uh, Kings chapter nine, verse four, and then uh, another person can read Philippians chapter two, verse fourteen to sixteen. I want to hear Philippians two fourteen. Philippians two fourteen. James, you can read that for me. 14 to 16. Uh, Prince, 1 Kings 9, verse 4. Oh. Now, let me hear Philippians first. Let's take it step by step. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. In other words, same as do all things without complaining or grumbling. Do all things without what? Murmuring and disputing. That you may be blameless and harmless. That you may be blameless and what? Harmless, the sons of God. So wait, 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 wait. Murmuring. What is murmuring? Murmuring is to grumble. Murmuring is to complain. A man of integrity lacks grumbling. But today, we call ourselves believers. When we're working for God, we're talking. We're complaining. We call ourselves children of God. When we give in the house of God, we complain. When we work for God, we complain. When we bless children of God, we complain. Look what the scripture says. And I say that you may be blameless. In other words, and harmless. In other words, whenever you take the attitude of grumbling and complaining, or disputing or arguing, you will not be blameless. So, in other words, those who have the attitude of grumbling and disputing, they are always blamed. They are always blamed for certain things. But God wants you and I to be blameless. What is blameless? And what is harmless? So in other words, when you are blameless, they don't speak, they don't, they, they, somebody do not accuse you. So be free of accusation for doing the wrong thing. So God wants you and I to be blameless without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. So God wants in this crooked generation, in this wicked world, for you and I to be blameless and harmless. And what causes you to be blameless? Read verse 16. Yes. Holding forth the word of what? Life that I, may that I may rejoice. Stop there. Stop there. So, in other words, in order for you to be blameless or harmless, you need to hold to the word of God. It is the word of God that makes you blameless or harmless. Somebody say the word of God. Word of God. So, it is the word of God that makes you blameless 
or harmless. So integrity is living a harmless or blameless life. First thing. Four. Yeah. And if thou will walk before me. If thou will walk before me. Integrity is walking before God. As David our father walked. Integrity is walking before God. Walking with God. Integrity is walking with God. Integrity is what? Walking with God. Integrity is what? Walking with God. Walking with God. Not with man, but today we want to walk with men. Rather than God. So God wants us to walk with Him. God wants us to walk with Him. Yes, read. Integrity of heart. And integrity. If you will walk before me, as your father in integrity of what? Heart. Heart. Uh-huh. And in uprightness. In uprightness. So in, a, in other words, integrity is pure heart. Integrity is what? Pure heart or purity of heart. To do according to all that I have commanded. To do according to all that I have what? Commanded. So integrity is yielding to the will of God. That will be what? And will keep my statutes and my judgments. Uh-huh. That's good for me. Yes, continue. There is a blessing coming. Then I will establish the throne of the kingdom of Israel. Stop Israel's. there. Stop there. I will establish you. I will establish your throne. So, in other words, integrity comes before establishment. Integrity comes before what? Establishment. So God is looking for those who have integrity in their hearts. And then he will establish them. God cannot appoint you as a leader without integrity. God is looking for those who have integrity in their life. Integrity is not eloquency. But integrity is a pure of heart, purity of heart, sorry. Integrity is uprightness. Integrity is faithfulness. Integrity is commitment. A soundness, soundness. Integrity is undivided mind, is undivided attention. Integrity is steadfastness. So God is looking for those who have integrity. Now let me just give you some elements of integrity. What are the things that bind integrity? Number one is faith. A man of integrity has faith. That is the reason why the scripture says it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. Amen. And it says, He that cometh to God 
must believe that he is God. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Job chapter 2 verse 7 to 10. Somebody read it. Job 2 7. Integrity. Faith is an element of integrity. When Satan flees from the presence of the Lord, he smooth Job with saw. Uh huh. Uh huh. Can you read louder, please? Uh huh. So when Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he took him a post shed to escape himself in the yeah. and he sat down among the ashes. Mm. Then said his wife unto him. Then said his wife unto him. Don't thou still retain thee thy integrity? Will you still retain or will you still hold on your integrity, Joe? After after the devil has taken the health. Of Job, his wife came. Women. And he asked, Do you prefer to hold on your integrity and die? The woman thinks she was wise. <laughs> Do you intend? So today, so many of us are asking some of these questions. Or some of these questions comes our way. Will I hold on my integrity and die with hungry? Why won't I go and steal? Why won't I go and do something crooked to achieve? Shall I steal all on my integrity and die in poverty? This is a question. Read. Continue to read. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the woman said, cause God and die. And it's better you die that you continue to live in this. That's what the woman said. Yeah, let's go. And the woman said unto uh, Job, Job said unto the woman, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women. What shall we receive? I'm coming. Thou speakest as one of the foolish. Only the foolish do not know who is God. Only the foolish do not know what God can do. And so those who lack integrity, they are foolish. Only the foolish ones lack integrity. So the woman do not have integrity. She prefer to lose the relationship with God. She was looking for solution outside God. And many a time that's what we do. We look for solution outside God. When we are in problem, when we are in difficult situation, we think God is not able to solve the problems. So we go outside God. The woman with the issue of blood is the same thing. 
and all her problems that she was going through the scripture helps us to understand that this woman went all around looking for solution she went to the best medical doctor she went to the best herbalist the best physician there was no solution and the scripture helps us to understand that she lose she lost all her property she sold everything there was no solution why because she was looking for solution outside God when she came to Christ there was solution hallelujah Amen. and so Jesus is the way the truth and the life so if you are seeking life if you are seeking for life outside Christ will you have it because no one have life except Jesus no one have life except Jesus so if you and I must look for life we must look for life in Christ the woman said cause God and die and Job said you are one of the foolish ones indeed Job is a wise man so a man with integrity is a man with wisdom a man with integrity is what a man with wisdom and the scripture helps us to understand that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And so when you have Christ in you, you have the wisdom of God. And with the wisdom of God, you will maintain your integrity. So wisdom is the power of God that helps you to hold on your integrity. Wisdom is the power of God that helps you to maintain your integrity. So if a man lacks wisdom, definitely they will fall and die for sins. The wisdom of God also is the grace of God. It's the ability of God. So when you lack the wisdom of God, you lack the ability of God to overcome temptation, to overcome challenges in your life. And this is what helps you to uphold your wholeness. Integrity is holiness. Read that scripture. Let's see what Job did. Upon all the affliction, upon all the challenges, upon all the trials, Job, the Bible said, Job did not sin with his sleep. So integrity is trusting God or holding on to God at the midst of our difficulties. When there is no one to walk to look at you, you walk. When there is no one to praise you, you see serve God. When there is no one to tell you that you are doing the right thing, you say, yes, God, I'm still for you. Oh, God, give us that grace. Integrity is not eye service. Integrity is not giving or is not doing it 
for somebody to praise you. Hallelujah. So that is integrity. Faith. A man of faith. A man with integrity has faith. A man with integrity is not envious. It's not jealous. It's, not, it's never envious. It's, not, it's never jealous. Because they know their God. Amen. Another element of integrity. Let's read uh, Romans chapter 8. And then, uh, Prince, you read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Romans 8, 35. Can we please do it faster? It's raining. Romans 8, 35. Yeah. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or, or what? Paril uh -huh. or so as it is written for the sake. We are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Uh -huh. 39. Uh -huh. Now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So, nothing, nothing, nothing should separate us. So, integrity, another element is commitment. Despite all the things that Paul was going through, despite all the challenges that he was going through on the mission field, and he said, nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Tribulation will not. Persecution will not. Challenges will not. Affliction will not. Sorrow will not. Are you just serving God because of what you are getting from God? Because this is what the devil told uh, 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 God. He said, Job is serving you because of what you are blessing with. He said, but I dare you, take all those things from me. You will see what he will do to you. Those of you who are looking to become billionaires before you serve God, I don't think you will serve God. Jesus said we should take up the cross and follow him. So, serving God is not a bed of roses. A call to serve God is a call to die. Until we die, we will not have eternal life. Kill the flesh. Step on the flesh. And allow the Holy Spirit to be active in you. That is what that gives life. Because the scripture helps us to understand in St. John 6, verse 3. It said, The flesh profited nothing. It's the spirit that quickened. It said, The water that speak, they are spirit and they are life. So it is only the Holy Spirit that have life. The flesh is nothing. And so integrity is yielding 
to the Holy Spirit. Integrity is what? Yielding to the Holy Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you. Allowing the Holy Spirit to influence you. Not to be led by the flesh. I have so many people that I, 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 I have come across. Every day they are saying sorry. Every day. Every day. So one day I told the, the lady, after I have prayed for her, after I have prayed for her, and then I sat on myself, I said, the brother, after we pray, 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 and then she just, the brother would just go mess up. And then they would come again, oh, I'm sorry, I've sinned against God. Oh, every day you are there to say sorry. And if you are like that, in other words, you are not walking in the light. You are a disobedient child of God. Because the word of God helps us to understand the sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. When you are being led by the Holy Spirit, that is the reason why the scripture says, for there is no condemnation, there is no accusation for those who are in Christ Jesus, those who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit of God. The Spirit leads you. It can't lead you into an error. Yes, indeed, you'll be tempted. Yes, indeed, you'll be challenged. But the Holy Spirit within you will help you to overcome those challenges in your life. I'm not saying we can't make mistakes. We can't be sorry. But, but in a month, you say sorry more than 100 times. And severe things, severe things. One more time, you insult, you sleep with women, you do so many things, and then you come, I'm sorry. Praise God. So, integrity is commitment. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4. Yeah. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. And the things that thou have heard of me among many witnesses. Paul is speaking to Timothy. And I'm speaking to you, my disciples. Uh-huh. They seem to make to faithful men. Commit these things to faithful men. So in other words, disciples should be faithful men. Who shall be able to teach others also? Because who shall be able to teach others also? So in other words, until you are faithful, you cannot teach others. Until you are faithful, you cannot teach others. Until you are faithful, Jesus said, follow me and I will make you. To make others, discipleship is making others. To make others, you must be made before you make others. You cannot be broken and then you build, <laughs> you build others. Are we understanding? So if you are unfaithful, then you are a broken vessel. You are broken, you are, you are scattered. Your life cannot be scattered and then you expect to build others. You cannot be the darkness and then you give light to others. Only light give light. Darkness cannot give light. I cannot call you to follow me and then I want to build you up and I want to mold you in the image of Christ while that I don't have the image, the image of Christ does not reflect in me. How can I impact your life? So if I'm to impact you, I must receive from Christ first. That which I have received from Christ. 
must impact me before I impact others. The changes, transformation must reflect in my life before I'm able to transform others. So in the cause, in a in race, or in a school of leadership, in a school of discipleship, a discipler must have integrity before they pass it on to others. Continue to read. Yeah. So therefore endure hardness. So therefore endure what? Hardness. Endure what? Hardness. Hey, oh, let's speak. Endure what? Hardness. Hardness, hardship. Difficult challenges. Endure it. Keep pushing. Keep pressing us. That's what Paul is saying, Timothy. Endure it. No matter the persecution, no matter the challenges, still be faithful. Continue to be faithful. Let nothing take you off from the will of God. Let nothing take you off from the presence of God. Let nothing take you off from being a child of God. Let nothing take you off from being a, a believer. Keep pressing, keep pushing, keep trusting God. Yeah, let's go. Yes, I'm with you. As a good soldier of as a good soldier of Christ, eh? Oh, eh. No man that warrants entangled to the affairs of this war, of this life. You cannot tell me because okay, so this scripture is the same as a call to mission is a call to war. A call to Christ is a call to war. To fight. That's what the scripture is trying to say. You cannot come on a fight battlefield and then you don't want to fight. You cannot come on a battlefield and then you don't want to hear the sound of, of gun. The sound of RPG grenade. No. You must. And then you cannot be fighting at the same time. You want pleasure at the battlefield. No. You cannot entangle yourself the affairs of this war. And then you, you are in the battlefield. You are a soldier. Then if you are a soldier, you must be willing to endure hardship. So commitment is an element of discipleship. No matter it is, I can lie to you. No matter how it is, you must face challenge. No matter it is, tribulation must come. Difficult times must come. No matter it is, but for us, challenges are there to try us. See what happened to Job. He was tried, but he, keep, he continues to be faithful. God help us to understand that everything that Job lost was restored triple time. At the end of the day, God will restore us in Jesus' name. Amen. Lastly, another element is boldness. Or uncompromising life. Compromise those who have integrity, they can never compromise the truth. They are bold to speak the truth. They don't care who is standing before them, who is feeding them. 
It is one of the things that will make many believers lose their position in the kingdom of God, to compromise. When I was working, my boss man knew me that I'm a believer, I'm a pastor. I don't compromise the truth. A time for me to go and serve God, I tell you, I'm going to serve God. I don't care. You fire me from a job. Because I know the one that gave me the job is God. Until I say I don't want. But when you try to please men, you lack integrity. Let's read what happened in Philippians 1, verse 20. And then James, you can read Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Philippians 1, 20. Prince, or another person. Philippians 1, 20. Quickly. So, believers, people, men with integrity have boldness. Can you please read there? You write the scripture later. Philippians 1 20. Philippians 1 20. Acts 4 13. Now then, yeah. Now then, the sword of Jesus and Peter and John. This, are you reading Philippians? Okay, just read it now. I want Philippians 1.20. First. Yeah. According to my earnest expectation. According to my earnest expectation. And my hope. That in nothing I shall love this man. I love this man. That it, in nothing I shall be ashamed. Uh-huh. That with all boldness, with all boldness as always, Christ must be what magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. But today, to magnify is to make Christ bold, it's to let people see. Know that yes, we are for Christ. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, no matter the food you are giving me, no matter the money you are giving me, I will never bow down to you. I will bow down to Christ. Paul said, even in death, even you are killing me, even in life, Christ must be magnified in my body. And this is the time. But some of us, because of hungry, as we get hungry, we, 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 we are willing to serve the devil just to eat food. I've come to learn to trust God and always to be happy, even when I don't have money. Because I believe that there is nothing that will happen in my life that God did not approve of it. So if, if I don't have money and God is supposed to provide for me, and I mean, that I, I'm a, I'm a, it is God's will for that moment. So I will ask him, God, are you the one that said I should know it? Every, are you, if you are the one that said I should know it, then, then God, I'm willing to wait, not to eat for today. But one thing I know, I carry your name, man of God, or child of God. So if I disgrace, it's God. If I'm blessed, it's God. 
If I'm living, it's God. If I'm dying, it's God. So I have that confidence in God that no matter the situation, no matter the challenges, God will never leave me. Hallelujah. So I will not bow down to man. This is what Paul was going through. Yes, let's read your scripture. Acts. See what's happening in Acts. Chapter 4, verse 13. With Peter and John. Peter and John. Yes. These guys were stopped not to preach Christ. This guy was stopped not to call on the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John. And perceived that they were unlearned. They were unlearned. Ignorant men. And ignorant men. They marveled. Uh -huh. And they took knowledge of them. And they took knowledge of them. That they have been with Jesus Christ. So one of the th identity of a believer is the spirit of boldness because Christ was bold. When Paul said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, he's trying to tell you that be bold as Christ. Be bold as Christ. Even on the cross of Calvary, Christ was bold. At the point of death, he was bold. They came to realize that these guys were with Christ because of their boldness. They stopped them not to call, not to, not, not to, not to uh, call on the name of the Lord Jesus, not to preach Christ, but they preach Christ. They stopped them the first day. The other day again, they came, they did the same thing. Who are you to stop me? And from there, they realized that they were with Christ. I want you to know that Jesus loves every one of you. And every one of you are disciples. Become, prepare yourself to become leaders in one way or the other. Some of you become fathers in your families. But it takes good is mother. I cannot tell my children to enter in the house, uh, to, to be home at nine and then I come at ten. No, that's not a good leadership. I cannot tell my congregation, do not live this life and I'm leaving it. That's not integrity. That's nonsensity. So if I must lead, I must lead. And lead as Christ lead. Some of us, we are not honest with ourselves. We are not honest with ourselves. We circumvent the truth. We bend the truth. Right now, if I ask, explain about yourself. Explain about yourself. And then you see, we began to lie. Just to please man. Who are you? There is no way you can seek favor in the sight of man without God. It is God that causes your life to attract favor. When you please this God, you will be favored. Job know that. And God will bless you. In Jesus' name. Do we have questions? This is that. This is, this is a discussion. Can we speak? Do we have questions? It's well understood. Do we have questions? <laughs>